All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Lee's Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Hey, no Friday news dump uh, this time around. After a 12-day search, the Leafs have officially found their new GM. And it sounds like there's a new president of hockey operations in Pittsburgh. Somebody just popping up there. Next week, it's Kyle Dubas. We're going to get to that story presented by Botano. It's a Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and the returning Jay Rosa with you. Rosie, I, I feel like I haven't spoken to you in like three weeks, buddy. How are you? I know it's been a little while. Took a little uh, hiatus to see the outlaws, in-laws out in Vancouver. So <laughs> it's good, but I'm good to be back and good timing with all the stuff going on today. Oh, buddy, this is a great show to be back in the mix. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, uh, we've had a lot of great guests this year. Uh, none sparkled your interest like today's guest. Brian Burke, your former GM in Toronto, NHL executive analyst now with NHL Network, will drop by and we're going to pick his brain. He's a perfect guest, right? He knows everything about Brad Living. That's right. He is the man right now, and it's perfect time when we got him right now. I'm glad we uh, we were able to get him because he knows a little bit about everything that we're about to talk about. So perfect, perfect guest for today. Looking forward to Berkey in about 10 from now. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, where you can subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take and uh, we'll pop up for sure. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. Looking at the chat right now is on fire. 
It's fantastic. Lots of questions for Brian Burke and people just giving their opinions on Bradshaw Living and also the news of Kyle Dubas. So drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. and We'll get to it a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right, so conveniently enough, this drop 30 minutes before the Maple Leafs unveiled Brad Living as their uh, 18th GM in franchise history. Kyle Dubas named the president of hockey operations with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Rosie, he was unemployed for a grand total of 13 days. Your initial thoughts? Hmm. Does he not have a family anymore? Is that not part <laughs> of the equation? That was numero uno, and you promised he wouldn't be popping up somewhere else, but apparently that was all bullshit. And I don't know why he played that angle or any of that, but uh, he uh, definitely is not with the Toronto Maple Leafs anymore, and he is officially with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, yeah, a lot of uh, conversation about that. There's a big rebuild for him to be a part of there. Um, no easy task for him to go in in there and, uh, and start that rebuild. But, uh, yeah, it seemed pretty convincing that he was going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs GM or nothing else, and that uh, apparently is not true. I think a bit of it, obviously, was a leverage play. Um, I, I think people trying to go back on his verbiage in that press conference have to understand at the time he was still a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe there's a bit of leverage involved, but, like, he wasn't fired, right? And a couple of days later, he was out of a job. So... Effectively, he was looking for a job. I get it. Uh, It was still a bit rich in terms of what he said, the fact that we're sitting here 13 days later and he's got a new job. But it is what it is. It's a really interesting fit when you look at it, right? And the fact that he stays in the Eastern Conference, has some legends on that roster like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang. So fascinated to see how quickly he can pick up Matt Murray from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fingers crossed on that. I just want to see how the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds now end up in Pittsburgh, Rosie. (laughs) Yeah, well, going back to the leverage thing, how does saying that I'm not going anywhere else, it's this or nothing, give you leverage? If if he would say, yeah, if it doesn't work out here, I'll have a million options ahead of me. Doesn't that give him more leverage? So I don't really get out of that argument. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter now. Um, He will be in that organization. And as I'm sure Brian Burke will probably attest to, it's a a top-tier organization, world-class. They've built something special there since their their dog days before Sidney Crosby. So um, I imagine he's excited for it. It and to go from this organization to that one, um, he's in uh, he's in pretty good company, I imagine, and lots going on there for him. So it'll be interesting to see how he uh, how he performs there. The timing again was very very interesting. I was just waiting and waiting, like we had been waiting the last couple of days to see if there was going to be a decision. Ottawa seemingly was involved in the conversation <laughs> for Kyle Dubas, and he ends up in Pittsburgh. and And Rosie, he gets what he wants, right? Pretty much full autonomy as the president of hockey ops there. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's it's always interesting to me. And I again, I want to ask Berkey about this. But like between yeah. a president and a general manager, like what the hell is your role? And is that is that clearly defined? And and who makes the final call? And and what if one guy wants to go this way on a decision, the other way, the other one doesn't? Does the one jump in and veto it? And all that's up in the air. And uh, I imagine different in every organization, but definitely going from uh, one role as a general manager to the president of hockey ops. I imagine there's some some differences there, but obviously he's happy with it or he probably wouldn't have taken that job. Meantime, for the first time in four years, the UFC is returning to Canada. Get fired up Saturday, June 10th, Rogers Arena in Vancouver, UFC 289. Bantamweight champion Amanda Nunes We'll put her title on the line against Irene Aldana. In, in total, six Canadians, Rosie, have been added to the card headlined by Burlington, Ontario's Mike Malott. He's taken on American Adam Fugit. Um, Malott, who's a Dana White Contender Series signee, is widely considered the top rising fighter in Canada right now. 
This marks the sixth UFC event in Vancouver. Additionally, it's the first uh, pay-per-view excuse me, in Vancouver in nine years, UFC 174 on June 14th, 2014. What do I have to pay you to get in the octagon? <laughs> Good question, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know how I'd fare. I'd have to go ballistic and uh, give her. But if anyone had any kind of training, I'm sure they'd be uh, tapping me out in two seconds. But it'd be interesting to see. It's a totally, obviously, world-class style of fighting. When you get any type of style together that goes up against another, always interesting. And looking forward to watching that Nunez girl. My God, she's a beast. Oh, it's a tough job, man. I don't know how they do it on a daily, consistent basis, taking shots in the face the way they do. So we're looking forward uh, to UFC 289 in Vancouver, June 10th. Also looking forward to the Bradshaw Living Era, officially unveiled as the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the 18th in franchise history. Haven't spoken to you uh, since the news went, uh, obviously, uh, to the service and, and, and viral. Um, your thoughts on Bradshaw Living, the new GM here? Yeah, it kind of seems like the rumor mill never really wavered too far off of Brad Treliving, and ultimately they went with him. Um, I'm sure he's a good fit uh, guy, you know, Western Canadian guy. He's played some uh, some rugged hockey as a rugged defenseman, um, been involved in the game for a long time. So be interesting to see him get his fingerprints on this team. And to be honest with you, the, the biggest thing I'm looking for is to see what kind of moves he makes out of the gate before July 1. Uh, does he do anything with the core four? What does he do with Sheldon Keefe? Uh, I think they were talking about... Um, you know, when he took over for the Flames, I believe it was maybe Bob Hartley who was there and he kept him around for a couple of years. And people are saying that could be indicative of of uh, of what he would do with Sheldon Keefe. But again, nobody knows. And I'm just excited to see what he does, what he gets going. I think his press conference is probably going right now. So um, yeah. be interesting to see if anything uh, of value comes out of that or if it's uh, status quo as far as a, a standard welcoming press conference. But again, just looking forward to seeing what kind of moves he makes and if he if he shakes things up a little bit. I like this quote right away. Brad, you're living. It's the Leafs. It means something. I love the passion right there. The, the passion's already instilled in Brad, you're living. Yeah. He is bang on. And and from all sounds, it sounds like, you know, Sheldon Keefe's going to stay in the mix for the time being, I think, which makes a lot of sense. Obviously, uh, it sounded like Brennan Shanahan was a big backer of him. But my one question out of all this, like, what's the first order of business? Because we've been talking at nauseam, Rosie, the last couple of weeks, how many different jobs ahead now for the new GM. So, a new GM's in place. We sit here on June 1st. Free agency is a month away now. The first order of business for me would be getting on that PJ, that private jet, the MLEC jet, and visiting Austin Matthews, right? Yeah, you'd think so. You, he, I think he's just going to want to meet these guys and get to know them and and have that, you know, that relationship kind of established would probably be his first order of business and seeing, seeing where everybody's at and then, and then laying that groundwork and foundation. And then from there trying to figure out what, uh, what you can actually get done. And, you know, just to back it up to like the end of the season and the disappointment that it was, my question is, well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to change? Are we just going to keep the same goddamn team and roll into the season next year? Cause we've kind of established that this team doesn't have enough to be a playoff performer so what are you going to do differently is my big question and uh you know whether you get guys signed up and everything okay great but what's what's going to be different come october yeah that's the thing for me too like uh what is bradshaw living going to do that is a bit different than maybe what kyle dubas did but again everything starts with your big boy your head on show Austin Matthews. I think once you know the answer to that, what it's going to take to bring back Matthews long term, then I think everything else falls in place because that's the intriguing thing again for me, Rosie, is how much there is to do 
in a short period of time, right? Over the next, uh, what, we'll say six weeks here. Well, they are kind of under the gun. Like you say, it's June 1st. They got a, they got a month before no trade clauses kick in and um, all kinds of stuff start to play effect. So he is on the clock and I imagine he'll uh, he'll want to, again, establish that relationship, see where everyone's at, see where Austin Matthews heads at and what it takes to to do things with him and you know okay say you sign austin matthews okay and then you say everything else falls into place like what does that mean the core force together you don't really make any changes the draft isn't going to be uh crucial for them this year with like with 28th pick or something like that so are we just going to go into october you know running it back exactly the way it was because i'd like to see him maybe say i know what's wrong with this team and here's how i'm going to fix it that'd be neat to see you know him say i think this team needs to be better in the playoffs and and here's what i plan to do about it but um again time will tell you talk about relationships my man you have a pretty good relationship with today's guest and of course he knows a thing or two about running a hockey club why don't you bring him in rosie Brian Burke, the man everybody knows. He has uh, been kind enough to grace us with his presence here today. How are you, Berkey? Thanks for joining us. Good. Hey, Rosie. How are you? I'm good, man. Good to see you again. Rosie, want to lead us yeah, off with the first question here, bud? What's up? <laughs> you got her figured oh, out? Rosie, go ahead. <laughs> Right on, Berkey. Well, obviously, lots of news going on today, and you're no stranger to this organization. But just to start off, I just wanted to ask you, you know, being in the all the organizations in the National Hockey League that you've been a part of, what's what is it that your that your experience was that that made it different or special or difficult to be part of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization? Well, first off, thanks for having me on. I, I loved working in Toronto. I obviously didn't get it done there, but I loved being a part of the Leafs and being a part of the history of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, it's a magical job. It's a, it's the only job of its kind in pro hockey. The closest thing would be Montreal, but it's the Vatican. And you're the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's, uh, it's a global brand. I mean, I, I, I told this story last week. When we were doing the game at the big house, and I got fired by the Leafs before we played that game, but Gary Bettman called me and said, you know, we're worried about unemployment in Detroit. Can you sell 40,000 tickets to Toronto Maple Leafs fans for the game in Detroit? I said, I'll need 48 hours. And he called me back. He said, can you sell 60,000? I said, I'll need 72 hours. We had ticket requests in 32 different countries. So, and I told the story again. After we won the Cup in 07, we opened the season in, in uh, um, London. We played L.A. in London. And the first game, I went to the O2 Arena. And I went out and uh, stood in the crowd and just watched the people come in. No one knew who I was, obviously. I'd say there were 4,000 people wearing NHL sweaters there in a crowd in London, England. I'd say half of them were Toronto Maple Leafs fans. So it's uh, it's a global brand. It's crazy. So. I loved working there. I didn't get it done, but I enjoyed it very much. And I'm not sure if you're watching uh, the Brad True Living Presser. I guess you're not because you're on with us. But he said, this is different. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, sort of what he said. And uh, you, you can obviously speak to that. Uh, what can you tell us? Obviously, you know uh, Brad True Living very, very well. Well, he's he, first off, he's very bright. Like This is a guy who comes from money. Everyone knows who his dad is. But they were raised in a way... They were taught to, to be respectful and not – they never gave them anything. He had to work for everything. He worked as a player. I remember his first training camp that I met him, he fought Gino Ojic 
and the late great Gino Ojik Rosie will remember him. He was a tough man, and and Tree fought him because he was trying to make a mark. It didn't go well for him, but he did a good job. Um, he worked his his ass off uh, building up that league he worked in. He worked in the ECHL uh, and got a reputation as a hard worker. Went to Phoenix as the assistant GM, worked under the league office because it was uh, supervised by bankruptcy court then. So he's very bright to begin with. He's not afraid. He's a risk taker. He's made, he's not afraid. Look at the big deals he made last summer. Um, I think it's the right fit for this job. I think it's a good hire. That's good to hear all qualities I think Leafs Nation appreciates for sure. Berkey, if you were to rewind the clock back and be in the position that you've already been in, but it was today, and you were to take the reins of this team right now, what would be your first order of business, and, and what do you think that team needs to, to, to have success in that market? Well, my first order of business would be sit down with Austin Matthews. I'd be, if the press conference is going on now, I'd be headed to Pearson that right after, or maybe they use private planes there. I don't know, but I'd be <laughs> heading to talk to, sit down with Austin Matthews. Uh, that'd be number one. I'd tell Sheldon Keith, "We'll get to you. You know, you have to wait a week or two while we sort this out, and then see what happens. Uh, what happens next?" But uh, I, I don't think it's that. Everyone says, "Oh, what are they going to do? They got a month. A month is a long time." It is. It is. And I think ultimately people are, are trying to figure out the strengths, the weaknesses of Brad for Living. I'd love for you to speak as somebody, obviously, who's been a longtime executive in this league, how important the team is, because everybody likes to put emphasis on sort of the GM, but the AGMs are just as important, are, are they not? Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, I said this in my book, which I'm sure you both read. I, I said have. that uh, Bob Murray, Bob Murray's <laughs> yeah. name is on the Stanley Cup in Anaheim as the assistant GM, but he deserves uh, his own place in the cup. He had more to do with that cup team than any assistant GM ever. Uh, the team is important. The coach is important. The scouts are important. The assistant GM is important. And I sense they've got good people there now. So I'm not sure how much dismantling Tree's going to have to do. Probably have to bring in a guy or two. You got to get someone in there right away that you trust completely. But short of that, I would guess there'd be some staff turnover with Kyle too now. Uh, some staff turnover, but hopefully not much. One year, one year in Toronto, they uh, the Leafs fired fourteen guys to work for me in one day. Fourteen guys with families all lost their jobs the same day. I'll never forget it. I've never done that before in my life. Never will. Tough business, all right. But uh, speaking of the head office there in the brass, you know, we've been talking about Dubas and Shanahan and whether there's a power struggle there. Now with Dubas going in, um, being the president, who will their GM be? Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, when you're putting a brass together and you've been part of them at all different uh, levels and, and, and positions, how does that work? And is it always different or is it always an understanding or a conversation over who has the ultimate say, who has the final say, who has the power? Is it GM president? Is is that ever a problem? And how does that work? Yeah, Rosie, I think that's the million dollar question when you're doing a, a three man or two man staff. Most teams have a GM and then everyone's below him. A couple teams like Columbus, uh, when I was in Calgary, where we had in Pittsburgh and now it looks like Kyle have a president of hockey operations and you do have to have final say, but the first time that you get to a, an impasse and say that, uh, say Rosie, you're the GM and I'm the president of hockey operations. You come to me and say, I want to make this trade. And I say, no, I'm vetoing that trade. I might as well start looking for a new GM. So the way to do it, when I worked for the late great Ken King in Calgary, you remember uh, Ken King, Rosie, 
Ken said to me when I when he hired me in Calgary, he said, "Imagine we're business partners. So you're the president of hockey operation. You've got final say, but you're not going to walk in and say I'm firing Joe Smith tomorrow. You're going to tell me a week before I'm thinking of firing this guy. You're not going to walk in and tell me I'm taking a month off of vacation. You're going to tell me I'd like to take some time off. There's a way to work to it. And with Tree and I, it never got to that. It never got to that in Pittsburgh, where I had to say no. This I'm saying no." You say no early enough that it doesn't get to an impasse. So the GM would call you and say, I'm really thinking of trading, uh, you know, Brian Burke for Jay Rosehill. And the, the GM says, President Hockhopper, and said, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's look at something else. And you move on. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's just as simple as that. I was going to ask you a follow-up to that. Like, what did you make of the whole thing last couple weeks? I guess, obviously, it's been, uh, what, 13 days now since Brendan Shanahan came out with the news on that Friday. But what did you make of the whole thing leading up to that between Dubas and Shanahan? Well, to me, just looking at from the outside in and knowing a little bit more than most people do, um, it looked like they were headed back toward uh, getting engaged again. And after they after they were eliminated, uh, they had a couple of conversations. They talked to Kyle's agent, and it looked like it was moving toward bringing him back. And then the first rift I saw was when uh, Kyle met with the media, despite the fact that Brendan Shanahan had said, "I am not going to meet with the media, and I prefer you not." And he had that meeting anyway, and that's his prerogative. I'm not being negative, but the fact of the matter is, he said for the first time, "I'm not sure I want to come back." Now, me, as a president of hockey operations, I can never hear those words spoken without my ears pricking up. Like, well, you just said you might not come back as GM. You just said that. All our players heard it. How do you come back from that? So that was one. Then the next day, apparently, they had a meeting, and they changed the, they changed their proposal in terms of the power, uh, call it power, call it reporting, call it streamlining, whatever. But basically how the team would operate and they made a, an increased amount of, they asked for a lot more money, apparently. Well, either one of those things, when you've already moved a ways down the track and you think you're moving toward a deal, 
and now it moves left. It takes a left turn all of a sudden. Alarm bells go off. So at that point, Shanahan's saying, wait a second. I thought we were moving toward a deal. Now we're moving the opposite direction. No chance. And at that point, you got to tell your owners what's going on. So I think it was a double whammy, and there's no chance after that. Yeah, it makes sense that uh, relationship got uh, straighted at the end of the at the end of the term for sure. Um, going specifically, Berkey to the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. What do you think about the core for? Would you keep them together? You know how much money those guys are going to command here over the next coming years. Um, it's proven that they haven't been able to, you know, reach the finish line in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on keeping those four together? Well, I think it's a. Uh... One thing I can say about this is I can address this because I addressed it in real time. I was working at Sportsnet when it started with Nylander. I said, it's too much money. The sequence is wrong. They should have done this in an inverse sequence, an inverse order of signing. They overpaid Nylander. Now they guaranteed Marner be overpaid, guaranteed Austin Matthews be overpaid. So I called it out in real time. In my mind, Four guys making $40 million isn't going to work. Even if the cap goes up, it's not going up by more than a million and a half. It ain't going to work. So it's, it's got to change. And one guy is untradeable. The other two guys are too valuable. I think it's got to be Nylander. Now, in my mm-hmm. mind, and by the way, he's become valuable to the point where he's no longer overpaid, in my view. I think he was. But his performance the last two years, he's been a solid playoff performer, solid regular season performer. It's time, I think, to move on and, and get those assets there and get your cap down. And there's no real good way to do it. You you got a guy that doesn't have value and you move him, you don't get much for him. You get a guy that has high value, you're going to get heat from the market for trading a guy that did well recently. It's a, it's a tough place to be in, I imagine. Yeah, except you can't think that way in Toronto. You're, you're wrong no matter what you do. You're going to be stupid by to split the vote. Right, I used to say yeah. in Montreal, you're stupid twice because you're stupid in French and stupid in English. <laughs> but in Toronto, every, everything is criticized, scrutinized. If there's 100 people that write a column on it, you know, like they used to go after Dion, they used to go after Phil Castle, they used to go after me. And just uh, the number of rocks that hit you in the head, that piles up. So, you know, you just got to do what you think is best. You have to ignore the white noise. The one thing I was successful in doing, I never paid any attention to the white noise. And lastly, Berkey, uh, just your thoughts on Kyle Dubas ending up in Pittsburgh here. Well, Kyle Dubas is a good guy, and Pittsburgh's a great city. I really enjoyed working there. Uh, my girlfriend and I both just said the same thing before we came on there. We we loved working there. The only thing we're unhappy about with Fenway is that we didn't get to finish the job. We would have loved to stay and see it get, thrown, get done there. But uh, no, the fact of the matter is it's a great city. They've got some great pieces in place. you got a great captain. Uh, I wish Kyle every success. I hope he has great luck there. Berkey, uh, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much for taking time today to do this and really, really appreciate it. All right. You got to get Rosie to do your auction call one of these days. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, Berkey. Appreciate it, man. Okay. See you, boys. Take care. That's uh, the one and only Brian Burke. I had a chance to work with him at Sportsnet. You had a chance to work with him, obviously, as you're a GM with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Salt of the earth, man. Like people tell stories about Brian Burke, but that's the one thing that I think is so cool about Berkey. He's got great memory. Like I even reached out a couple months back, uh, sort of like the pulled, like the old, like I know he knows so many people. I was like, so do you remember me? He's like, of course I remember you. Like we did shows together, but it's Brian Burke. He knows so many people, but 
that's the one thing that you always brought up with Berkey, how faithful he is, right? Well, there's one thing about him, and I mean, he he kind of mentioned it there, but he is a guy, and he'll take heat for doing something in Toronto or blah, 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 and being, you know, stern, or he is the most caring person. He knows your family. He knows your background. He knows where you're from. He cares about you. He's a people person. He's an honest person with an integrity. And that's why he's done so well in this business because it is a people oriented business and nobody gets that better than Brian Burke. And every memory I have of that man, um, whether my career was going great or terrible is, is always a positive memory with dealing with him. He's, he's one of the best. Salt of the Earth, by the way, I'll promote his book since I'm looking at it right now. It's actually a really, really excellent read. It's called Berkey's Law. I believe one of them. I think he's got more than one book, but uh, check that out for sure. Meantime, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly for today's segment, and I'll add, Rosie, I am 3-0 and this week. I had the Jays under last night against Milwaukee, but not really a bet. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Final, who you like to win the Stanley Cup Final. Well, I just yesterday put my money on the Florida Panthers. Um, I just think they're a wagon. They are firing on all cylinders. They are deep. They seem super tight. Chemistry through the ass. They got the right players. Their goaltender is absolutely hot. Um, They've got kind of that fairy tale story going. And they're the underdog against against Vegas. So I jumped on them. Um, I got to admit, I haven't watched as much hockey of Las Vegas. Uh, this year so I can't talk as in depth but without a doubt from what I've seen from Florida and what they've done this year and who they have and it's just a team that that is put together and has found that magic and those teams tend to go on to to finish the job they do Uh, I'm gonna stick with you my man I just believe Florida is a team of destiny I felt that way pretty much ever since they beat and dismantled the Toronto Maple Leafs so I'm gonna stick with that I think Matthew Kachuk raises that cup Sergey Bobrovsky wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. So we're both on the Florida Panthers here in the Stanley Cup Final. And again, Game 1 coming up from T-Mobile Arena on Saturday night in Vegas. Uh, last but not least, we look at the chat, dude. And uh, we love all our faithful listeners and viewers and everybody who's tuned into the show all season long for their thoughts and opinions on everything that went down. Uh, Mark Dagg was a big fan of one of your questions, I guess. You do ask some great questions. You've learned really, really quickly to get the, uh, the best answers out of people, Rosie. Ah, I just, when I drive home from work, I think about what am I going to ask this guy? What, I just ask what I want to yeah. hear, you know, and I love that behind the scenes shit about like what happens yeah. upstairs behind closed doors. Yeah. Cause Berkey's really frank with that shit too. Like he's the type of direct person. If you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. And I think it's because he's been on both sides of the ledger. He's been in media, excelled at that. And he's been an executive in the league and he knows just enough to say, but He'll give you something, right? It's a rarity, I think, at some points in time in the sports world where you interview somebody the status of Ryan Burke and actually get a legitimate answer, right? Yeah, I mean, if there's something there, he'll give it to you. If there's nothing, he'll just say he's just honest about it, right? And I, I remember at, it was the end of the season. Um, we were having an end-of-the-year dinner or something like that, and we have uh, a couple beers in yeah. our hands. And I was sitting at a table with Berkey and a couple guys by chance, and he he told the detailed story of how he got the Sedin twins to Vancouver, mm-hmm. and it was just it was like the movie draft day with Kevin Costner, like the way he's fucking working these inside lines and how he knows this play will meet back up with the other play at the end of the road. It was unbelievable. And a guy with that experience, like you said, on both sides of the ledger is, uh, is a pretty wicked guy to pick his brain. 
It is uh, just seeing pictures from the press conference as we wrap uh, Brad Living the jersey and the unveiling with Brennan Shanahan. So we got a face to the GM and now the job really, really mm-hmm. begins. I'm going to go back after this show and look back at what Brad Living had to say. Just reading a quote, we'll go pedal down here pretty quick. I like that from a GM and and reading in between the lines, that means exactly what Brian Burke just said. He is getting on a bird and he's going to AZ and he's talking Austin Matthews, man. That has to be the first order of business and actually just reading Twitter at the top of Bradshaw Living's priority list, traveling to Arizona to meet with Austin Matthews. That is the right answer. That's what I want to hear from my GM, right? Yeah, for sure. He's going to do what he needs to do. Um, interestingly enough there with Berkey saying, you know, when you when you crunch the numbers and do the math, you're only going to come to, you know, one decision and that's you can't keep all four and narrow it down. Nylander's the one that's got to go. So, I mean, looking around Twitter and hearing people's thoughts and some of the fans and, and followers of this outfit, you know, I think it's hard to understand as a fan what you you just want to keep your favorite players, the ones that are playing good and get rid of the other ones. But sometimes you got to go with the guy of value. And sometimes you got to move a guy that maybe has done well for you because he's got value. And it's going to be interesting to see what Brad true living does here. And uh, no, uh, like Berkey said, no matter what he does, it's going to be wrong in many people's eyes. So just, he needs to prepare for that. I'm sure he's been prepped. Brad Living on the idea of making a trade from the core. We will look at all things. So all things on the table, man. Like I just want to hear a GM come in and pretty much have everything down and say, we're going to survey all options. Uh, he was asked about Matthew Kachuk as well. Um, asked about Sheldon Keith's future. My outside lens of Sheldon. I think he's a really good coach. We're going to sit down. So reading in between the lines of that comment, Sheldon Keith in my opinion, will start next season as the head coach of the Maple Leafs, which makes all the sense in the world, by the way, because like coaches are going left and right. I think if you were to make a coaching change in a week, two weeks, uh, who's going to be available? Like I think the right decision, and most new GMs will do this. They'll give the guy a shot. If he doesn't pan out, that's the next move is Sheldon Keefe, no? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Personally, I would just like to see a little bit more of a shakeup. I mean, it's been yeah, me a handful of years here with the same thing. Oh, we got a wicked team. We're going to do it. And then, oh, we just fall flat because, oh, what's the difference here? We're playing playoff hockey and everything, the way they're coached and the way they're assembled doesn't really work in the playoffs. The guys aren't there and they don't have enough grit to play playoff hockey and be successful. They can do it over 82 games when, you know, there's a couple of yawners and they, they, collect the points and stuff, but I'd like to see a shakeup. And this guy, like Berkey said, is no stranger to shaking things up. He's got balls. He's going to make the big deal and pull some triggers. So I, I, I mean, it's also part of the job that we do. I'm interested to see some fireworks yeah. as well and have some stuff to talk about, but at the end of the day, he's going to do what's best for this team. And um, whether that means keep uh, Sheldon Keefe or not is completely up to him. And regardless, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with it. And again, I'm just pumped to see what happens and and see if this guy gets his fingerprints on this outfit. Rosie, uh, great to have you back in the mix. Just a programming note, uh, we're taking tomorrow off. So the next time you see us or hear us will be on Monday. And uh, the fallout will continue from the Brad True Living hire. We'll move forward to the NHL draft. I think reading uh, some of the tweets, Brad Living, I believe, will not be able to take part in the draft, which I totally get, obviously, with the whole Calgary equation and all that. But we'll move onwards. I mean, a lot to do for the new GM. This is just the beginning of a very hectic six weeks for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So many thanks to Brian Burke for stopping by. Producer Aaron, fantastic. Uh, the chat was on fire. Rosie, great stuff. And we'll talk next week, buddy. You betcha. You betcha. Have a good weekend, dude. All right, you too. Take care, everybody. And we'll talk on Monday. Have a good one. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.